Welcome to your typical shonen protagonist. He's Kai. I'm Kels, and today we're talking Devil is a Part-Timer. Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. You know, getting ready to stuff my stomach with that good old holiday feast that are coming up. Yeah, man. Uh, we're sneaking up on Thanksgiving, and thankfully, we're not literal Satan stuck in the human world and can't, you know... Um, thrive on demonic energy from another dimension, right? Yeah, um, that totally means that our anime of the week that we did was totally Devil's a Part-Timer, and I've never said anime of the week throughout this whole podcast experience, so I'm not sure why I said that now. Because it's factual, and that's okay. It is okay. So, The Devil is a Part-Timer. It's one of those one-off, 13 episode animes um which is a an incredibly unique story right so it's like a comedy mixed with action like it has really good action yes it it has great fights it's got a weird story where you have literal satan an almost omnipotent all-powerful being cast into the human world where he loses all his power and he's got to live like a regular person trying to figure out well i was great now how do i get back to being great um and we really deal with the themes of like intrinsic evil and things like that you know yeah and it's like one of those things where um it's like you it's like you don't really have someone you're rooting for like you're just rooting overall for everybody like it's a fun lighthearted series that can also switch on a dime to be like very serious like we have um satan which is my um mal isn't it yeah Sadao mal yeah Sadao mal which his name is super hard for me to pronounce for some reason so we have mal who mal um who is the foil of emia or not i am the bone of my sword no <laughs> yes um, emmy Emiusa. Emiusa. They're both two rare head superheroes of justice, so it's really hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a trope now, apparently. Yes, especially since her hair becomes gray, too. Like, it really messes me up. But now that I've, like, become self-aware that this is a slight fate ripoff, um... (laughs) Uh, Maybe, kind of, sort of. But yeah, uh, Emmy is, like, the prototypical uh like hero you know fighting on the side of justice i will destroy evil and you know uh sadao being is um you know i am i am just evil i will destroy good because i want to but now that we're living in the human world and they're both experiencing the perils of human life we they get to see the grayer side of existence and like other parts of each other so, like, Emmy finds out that Sadao is not necessarily bad. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy, right? Yeah, you know, it's that's how it went in that movie about the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then everyone got cavities because it's just so sugary sweet. Yeah. But, but no, yeah, and that's one thing that I feel like is super, um, that this, that's very, it makes you think about it. It doesn't outwardly say it but it makes you think on it like 
how do you if someone has done wrong to you what would you do if they were actually a good person because it makes you think about how this person wronged me but how do they treat other people and like even more so how did they treat me like did their actions were they just selfish or what was the meaning behind them or is there some other reason i didn't understand and unfortunately since you know it got cut short we didn't really get a chance to dive too much into that because we were supposed to get more. I'm not sure why we didn't. Like everybody I know loves Devil's a part timer, so I'm not really sure why we didn't get more. Um, I it probably had to do with the manga production. Um, so the light novel got written, um, and it was it it currently is like ongoing as of August seventh, twenty twenty. So like twenty seven volumes of the light novel. Yeah, the manga has 16 volumes plus five of a spinoff and is currently continuing its uh its serialization um but the anime cover just a certain section so it's probably just lining up with how the media is being produced you know yeah we've got all this written story but it's not illustrated so that might be the bottleneck no i feel that which is which is something that I'll have to look into. I'll have to go and read and then update you guys if, you know, it is some, like, existentialness going on or if it's just, like, nah, we're just going to keep it lighthearted because um, there's just so much, like, it's a lot happening in these 13 episodes. And we got a lot of dope characters and a lot of just, it's like, hey, here's a little bit of biblical reference here's a little bit of like just satire here's a little bit of everything and like it feels like with this formula it shouldn't work but it does yeah it's a very western fairy tale set in japan you know um which is kind of cool that they don't care about who these characters are to you an american viewer they care about the story they can tell with who these characters fit which is which is super cool for me you know um i think that the interesting relationships between certainly like are you bad intrinsically bad or are you just doing bad um also with the fact that he has to go work at not mcdonald's yes mcdonald's man like i love in it's cool because Satan is like super dedicated to his job, like the best employee ever. And it's hilarious because like it's just you don't think that he would be so like like so productive. So taking his job seriously, like you have all this power in the world, yet you make sure you're there for your eight to five fast food job. And you're also very good at budgeting, which is like a huge trope because when they come to this world, they're poor, like um satan mao and his um disciple are like very dirt poor so they have to like raise the money through odd jobs and whatnot to afford the apartment they're living in and it just becomes hilarious as they go on these escapades like it's just and as more people eventually show up in the show and they're like hey you're trying to live with me like you're doing this it's like you're eating this much of sashimi like you're doing that or we can't afford like the good bread today well and and the the budgeting and the tightness and the management is by his general, um, Shiro, also um, 
some demon name, which I could probably pronounce if I heard it. Azazel? Uh, but, uh, yes, Azazel. But it's it's translated from Japanese uh, katakana into English. So, yeah. Uh, but Shiro, our blonde-haired general, um, is the one that's taking care of all of the responsibilities of managing the tiny, tiny apartment and making sure that everything's budgeted and getting mad and whatnot. Um, and, like, that facet of, okay, well, we went from the general of a demon army to the general of a tiny apartment and budget, but, like, the same conviction and dedication to his leader. Like, that's cool, too. Yeah. So it's cool to see how he keeps everything together and structured. And just, like, again, like, how strong these guys are like and when you see their abilities and then you just imagine them being domesticated and it's so you know so wild and then you have characters like Suzano who is I guess you could say she is an executioner for the church and she ends up questioning what she does like she has her whole like she's an inquisitor is what they call her she has her whole existential like, why did I never hesitate when I was doing all these things? Like, when I was killing all these people, when I was doing this, I never hesitated. Like, these could have been good people like Sadao Mao or this. And it really lets you see, like, all that of it, you know? Yeah, uh, uh, certainly the the moral questioning of what you're being told. Which Japan seems to place a lot of that in terms of like their cultural view of Christianity. Um, it's like y- you are being told this one thing and you're following it incredibly blindly to a fault. Um, not that other beliefs do not follow the same requirement of absolute commitment um, and non-questioning of what you are being taught by the faith, um, but Japan has a, like seems to have a specific thing with Christianity, um, as you see with you know uh, the mnemonic situations with this show, um, all of the imagery in uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, um, and most recently the the show that I have seen uh, take that sort of stance um, is Fire Force. I haven't watched it, but I've seen uh, a couple of clips, and you had talked about the sort of theming on that. Yeah, which is most deaf is what it does is most deaf. Wow, I'm hip. But definitely that's what it does. It questions these things and it arises like and like you said, Japan is very good at that, which is makes me think, you know, like I don't want to say too much because this isn't that type of podcast, but it makes you Mm. wonder like it makes you question it yourself. You know what I mean? It doesn't like tell you what to think, but it makes you question it. And you're like, okay, because, you know. The chief inquisitor, that is something that happened. Like there were yeah. inquisitions. Like yep. these this is a real thing. So But in like a show like The Devil is a Part Timer, um, I think that it's a it's a cool cultural touchstone for someone like me, a raised Christian, um, who is also into anime to go, hey, I sort of understand the things and themes there they're showing me and can thereby a little bit better understand the points that they're trying to make 
I don't have to agree with them. I don't have to think they're right, but I can comprehend what they're trying to portray. And it's one of those things where I, I'm not necessarily mad at the um, critiques or usages of those that imagery. It just gives me an opportunity to understand like their viewpoint and how uh, certain people in the Japanese culture feel about that to better understand like where is the stuff I'm watching coming from and who is making it. No, true. And it's it's cool that you have that experience and that it's like Japan is making anime for everybody. <laughs> it's, and, you know, that's it's like I just wish, you know, if you go make anime for everybody, you should let everybody dictate if it gets canceled because there's been a lot of anime that did well overseas that didn't do well in Japan that didn't make it. And one of those are Made Sama, but that's a whole other story because I watched Made Sama and no one told me it was finished and I was so sad. It was so good. It's never going to get finished. But anyway, moving on. So <laughs> another character who just, because since we've been talking about superpower characters, like we have Chio, who is just normal, average 16-year-old girl who's in love with the demon, the king of all demons, Satan. Literal Satan, yes. Yes. So she is like, I don't want to say adorably stupid because I feel like that's the wrong thing to say because I don't think she's stupid. She's just, she is very innocent, one can say. That, that's probably a fair shake. Yes, she's very um, innocent. Totally uh, strong-willed, but strong-willed in politeness and, and friendly and like is there to do a job but might be a little unfocused in sort of uh, keeping track of things and and that. I wouldn't say she's dumb, but I would certainly say that her easily distracted with other things that interest her. Yeah. Um, so, like literal Satan. Yes. Like, And it's funny because she is like a girl who you would not imagine having any... Like, she doesn't seem like a Satanist at all because she, A, she doesn't know he's Satan. <laughs> But if she's totally different from home chick from Death Note, who was like in love with Kira, mm -hmm. that's what like you would imagine her to be like. I'm sorry that I forgot your name. I think it's like Yumi or something. Ah, uh, hell. It's anyway, been so long. Anyway, um, no, you're gonna make me look this up because I know it. Our listeners have Google. They can they can look up who she is. If you guys don't have Google, I'm not sure how you're listening to this podcast, but we're gonna do what we can to get you Google. Okay. Um. Yeah, I finally we probably just lost Misa. Misa, there we go. Misa. Misa. Misa um, INA or something like that. But no, like thinking about uh, Chiho as like a literal cultist yeah. is pretty pretty funny because like just the cheeriest cultist ever. Like yeah, yeah let's make this sacrifice. But uh, anyways, so yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So she's like. Just lovable, sweet girl who is extremely curvaceous, which they play on a lot. Um, and also, uh, Emmy compares herself to Chiho a lot in that aspect because the joke is Emmy is as flat as a board, and Chiho's definitely not. Um, but she works at McDonald's. She's um Sal's. She's um Sadao's coworker. And she likes how hardworking he is and all that. And she like just fantasizes about him and all this. And eventually, um, you know, she gets caught up 
with the escapades because she is important to Sal or Shadow, but as in like a coworker way, not as like a love interest way, we think. Yeah. Um so she gets kidnapped and we get to see Sadal go like all ape-ish over her. And she inevitably finds out he's a demon. She's like, oh, I don't care. Like, just like, she's like, at least he's a hard worker. Yeah. Demonic or not. Yeah. And it's just, so she's kind of like the, I want to say the chaotic neutral character in all this. Like, just because it's like everything's going crazy around her and she should care, but she doesn't. Because like you said earlier, she's single-minded towards her goals. And she's, like, really refreshing in the series as well, I would say. And I think she kind of figures out that there is, like, a relationship or at least more to the surface between Emmy and Sadal. And she gets kind of jealous, I would say. So I feel like that's her purpose as a character is to, like, be the comic relief. Also to be, like, just a happy, like, a happy medium. Because, like, he eats... Uh, yeah. He eats a bento box, and she's, like, interrogating. He's like, where did this bento come from, huh? And she gets all, like, sassy and everything. And it's just, it's really kind of funny. And I feel like she's, like, that safe distance between annoying and funny. I don't feel like she's overly annoying. I feel like she does a good job balancing that. Yeah, I, I think that she is the way for the viewer to connect, like, the real world to the sort of supernatural things that probably don't exist. Um, but like also be a character in the show that has stakes in the story. Yeah, no, for sure. So I definitely enjoy her character. And so I think that's pretty. And then we have Lucifer, who is probably my favorite character, um, if I'm going to be honest. He's just like his whole mentality is hilarious to me because yes. he starts off as he's one. Of, he's like a fallen angel character and he's one of um, he's in the Satan's armies back in the demon world where they're from or the demon world or whatever you want to call it. He's one of those. And he's working with the church when he first gets introduced. And he's like, I have this plan to like take over all the power and everything and blah blah be big and evil and he kidnaps chow or wow not chow chiho um and then he really late like he's using this as against sadao and sadao just kind of gives him the business he's like no like i'm gonna beat the heck out of you and then he comes to live with sadao so they can keep an eye on him until they figure out how to get back through the gate yeah um, which which it's like that that sort of it's a it's a trope to the show but it sort of doesn't happen in other shown in anime right you beat up a bit bad guy and then you move on to the next one but to beat up a, like it happens very rarely because like when i when i as i'm saying this i'm thinking about like vegeta where you've got this big antagonist and then suddenly he becomes your friend except we don't go through the bullshit that we go through vegeta with like we don't go through another big bad guy just to like get him on our side like one episode, we beat him up, and the next episode, he's staying at our house because there's nowhere else for him to go. Um, and it's sort of the comedy of the immediacy of that switch in sort of relationships that 
is the fun part about this show. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And just saying that um how well how they track um Emia or Emmy. Wow, I need to stop calling Emmy. How they track Emmy and like they all just kind of know what she's up to, like she's stalking them and that. And even more so, uh Susan know of how they all knew that she was from Gehenna. Like and just was like, Yeah, we kinda knew that already. And like it's like Lucifer told us about what was going on and everything. And just how he like has, he's addicted to the internet, which is the funniest trope for me that he's just addicted to online shopping. And he orders them like a year supply of all this stuff. And it rings up the credit card bill. And it'll just be like a whole, like he's just like that kid who just discovered the internet for the first time. And he's just like, yo, I really just did it because, you know, I was bored and just seeing him getting put back in his place was such a fun time for me. Yeah, man. And that, that's a trope. Um, about uh, Japanese recluses. Uh, I saw on here that there was a word for it. I'm I'm missing it. Uh, oh, I, I'm gonna try this. Uh, fuck, here we go. Uh, hikikomori, um, which is to be an acute social uh, withdrawal, where you just immediately never go outside again. See, that seems like a lot. Which is exactly what he does. He just resides in the cyber world without seeing daylight, other than the people who live in the house, um, which is unfortunate, but it's also, like, fun for someone who, like, doesn't know the perils of that life. Yeah. So, that's the type of... And we get, like, each character is vastly different as well, which is why I think it works a lot. And, like, you even get to see a, like, rival between... um whatever their version of KFC is in this is like McDonald's versus <laughs> KFC. Yes. And it's, it's really funny because it's just like they go on reconnaissance and everything. And it's just like a whole, it's a whole time because it is extremely like, I feel like it's realistic as someone who's worked retail. Like it feels like this is like, of course target and Walmart won't do it, but it feels like this is what the mom and pop shop would do. Versus the other mom and pa shop. Yeah, totally spiteful in, like, the small town. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. That And that, that's the fun of it, is because you can recognize these brands, and you're like, uh, yes, I get corporate espionage on, like, the, the small scale. Yeah. Just trying to take over the street, you know. Forget the area. Forget, like, the country of Japan. We're just going to take over, like, 37th. <laughs> 37th, Lord. So, but yeah, and like 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 we said earlier, the theme of it, I feel like is just I don't know. It feels like it was just made to entertain, like which isn't bad, like which is a well, nice, totally, totally. The fact that it is so entertaining is a great reason why it's it's sticks out in your mind. You know, um, this is one of those shows where I look at it and I'm go, uh, I forgot about it. And then when you put it in the list of things we were trying to like come up with on the fly, I that was the one I saw and went, yes, I seen that. I know what we're talking about. Let's do it. Because um, it, it it's great. Um, compared to some of the other, like you wind up with a season of 12 episode, 13 episode shows that nev- you never watch or you watch and they don't stick with you. And Devil is a Part-Timer is one of those shows that really sticks out because yes, it is fun. 
Totally. Um, but it also has the themes of like, don't judge a book by its cover or look at the motivations of something other than only the actions, right? Yeah. You can still be evil and, you know, do good. Or you can do good, like be good and do evil. Uh, But it's like the overall of what a person does that dictates who they are. True. And I also feel like like one theme could be that, hey, you know, even to be a demon king, you gotta work hard. Like, there's always gonna be yes. hard work that's needed, and that's one thing that I took away from it was that yes, work hard, no matter what like, you do. Comparing um, uh, the the Satan versus Lucifer fight, it's like there's a reason that Sadao is the king of demons. Like, Lucifer can't just come in here and play like he's gonna sneak in because even. When he gets to an upper hand, Sadao still got it on him. Because the hard work. There's a reason he's the Demon King. Yeah. And I really like that. Like, that's a fun... I wouldn't say necessarily fun, but that is a very good, like, hidden message, if you will. Yeah. So, also, if you know, or if you don't know, the name Lucifer means Morning Star. (laughs) Factual. Yes, quiet. It thusly does. Yes. And yeah, that's a true facts only brought to you here at your typical show and a protagonist. Yes, we give you the business. So any final thoughts on Devil is a Part-Timer? Big recommendation. Watch it. Um, I forget how it ends, but I don't I think it may or may not end on a cliffhanger or more so teasing it more. You, You get rounded out story, but it's teasing that there's more. And based on the fact that the the light novel continues and the manga adaptation continues, um, it's worth, you know, an afternoon of your time to sort of really enjoy a story uh, where you get both the mundane slice of life shit along with some pretty hype action. Yes, and you can catch it on Netflix and pretty much Netflix. Is it still up there? I believe so. Um, yes. Yeah, totally. Uh, catch it on Netflix. It's worth your time. It very much is. Um, what also is worth your time is listening to our podcast and our extensive library of podcasts that we do have. Yes. All on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Podcast, Overcast, wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. Also, if you enjoy the show you just listened to, which Tell you know your you friends. Tell your weeaboo friends that you can listen to two schmucks talking about anime just like y'all do. Um, or brand new people. You want to get them into anime? Show them this stuff and be like, hey, I heard you like podcasts. Listen to two schmucks explain some stuff to you yes. in a way that you can probably understand. And if there's anything that you guys want to see, go over to Twitter and be like, hey, can you do this? We don't make any promises, but we can definitely try. Yeah, it's good to get feedback. And the show's Twitter is yourtsp. That's U-R-T-S-P, where we tweet memes and sort of interact and do all the shit. And you got a Twitter, too. Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads. That's S-T-A-T-I-C-D-R-E-A-D-Z. Because I'm cool, I put a Z instead of an S. 
Yes, because he's cool. And we'll catch y'all next week for for this show, this show, man. Yes, season two of this show, the show that has a name that I totally remember. I know what we're basket? talking about. It's the Jodiat. Yes, uh, <laughs> fruits baskets. I can't believe season he did two. me like that, y'all. I cannot believe it. Hey, I I knew it was about the Chinese zodiac. I was all ready for fuck this rat. But um, yes, we'll catch y'all next week for Fruits Basket season two here on your typical Shona protagonist. Bye.